0: Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Ben in LA and Andy in San Fran. Andy, what was your football highlight of game week 20? It was an early
1: one this week. It was uh, Spurs' terrible form finally catching up with them. I've, uh, I've been talking about this for weeks and it's finally <laughs> it's, uh, been, been shown in the results. So that was a, a big highlight for me, especially given I also mentioned a few weeks ago that um, Man, you were hitting form at the same time as the teams above them seemed to be stuttering. So, that's uh, almost a complete set now if we
0: can just get Liverpool to lose some games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a nice highlight. Although, you, you're failing to mention the five goals and six goals <laughs> this goal last couple of fixtures. So, I'm not sure Yeah, if it was capering uh, over the cracks is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, Gary, on the last pod, amazing predictions. Predicted Wolves that would get a result against... Tottenham and I think we were saying before we came on that he also predicted Burnley would get a result against West Ham a lot harder to spot that Um, yeah amazing predictions from Gary but he's he's done what you've done previously early in the season made great predictions but not put those people in his team (laughs) yeah uh, he's uh, he's taken on my
1: mantle yeah is that he'll start predicting people to win and they'll start losing (laughs)
0: 6-2 that's the next step Um, What was your highlight of the week then? Uh,
2: My football highlight of the week was uh, penalties. So there was a lot of penalty drama this week, which I thought was pretty entertaining. Um, Neil Etheridge saved another penalty. He's so good at saving penalties. I think this is his third penalty save. And then I don't know if you guys saw the Kamara Mitrovic argument, (laughs) where in the injury time, uh, Kamara Wanted to take the penalty, despite the whole, the whole of Craven Cottage, basically like booing him, asking Mitrovic to take it. Then he missed it, um, and then after the match, Ranieri was like, "I wanted to kill him." Um, so th- I thought that was pretty funny. And then um, the Liverpool penalty, I was a non-salar owner, and it was so nice of him to see see him give up the penalty to Bobby Firmino to get the hat trick, dodge a massive bullet there. Um, but yeah, I thought it was quite an a entertaining weekend of like penalty drama.
1: It wasn't you not know what good? the best thing was? The best thing, I think, about uh, the Fulham one was the look on Kamara's face <laughs> as literally the entire team was trying to wrestle the ball out of his hand. And he was like, no, I'm keeping it. It's my ball. I'm taking the penalty.
0: <laughs> he definitely looked like a big child, didn't he? Like a uh, screwed money. <laughs> Um There was another penalty as well. It was the James Madison one. Did you mention that?
2: Oh, yeah. Madison missed penalty against... Who saved that one? Pickford?
0: Oh, no. That was Etheridge, no, wasn't it? That was Etheridge,
2: That was yeah. Etheridge,
0: yeah. yeah. That was Etheridge. You're um, gun- not coming off there. Although, so close. So close. And you know what? There, there could have been a lot more penalties as well, actually. Um,
1: Eric Bailly managed to not concede a penalty despite kicking... I think it was Ryan Fraser in the face uh, <laughs> in the healthy box. <laughs> um and there was uh, there's one in another game as well was it in a man in the man city game there was a penalty there was what looked like a really obvious penalty to me that wasn't conceded so uh there could have been even more
0: um moving away from the the penalties which i, I really like that one ben um my highlight of the week came in at a game i wouldn't have expected um it was the fulham game i was watching the highlights of match of the day and um like a nice move from Huddersfield late on in the game, pushing for a win as they do playing positive football. And I think the ball kind of ricocheted out of the box uh, to about 30 yards out. And legend of the pod, Phil Bills, Phil Billing, went for an acrobatic 30-yard strike on goal, completely missed the ball, fell from <laughs> his face, Fulham counterattacked and Mitrovic got the last-minute winner <laughs> it's probably a highlight because I love Phil Billing, it's more of a low light in the Matt style of highlights um, that, that was just I think it was the most entertaining part of my game week because the rest of it was spot, spent watching Arsenal get hammered by Liverpool so it was just a little bit of comedy that I enjoyed um, on to the game week's review I think Andy I think you're top of the pile, do you want to talk us through your game week?
1: Yeah, um, I got completely rescued today because I had an awful Saturday. Um, obviously, I have Salah, but I didn't captain him, and a lot of people did. So him scoring 12 points was, uh, was actually not that good for me, given how many other people captained him. Um, Sigurdsson and Richardson did nothing. Um, Dubravka conceded on in the game to, uh, to lose his clean sheet. Uh, Snodgrot was, uh, had sort of a few players left to play today. Aubameyang obviously didn't score against uh, Liverpool, which was more predictable, maybe. But then today, uh, out of the bag comes captain Paul Pogba with two goals and assists, presumably man of the match. Uh, Rashford scores and gets an assist. So in that one game, once you add in the uh, the bonus points, I'm going to have got 49 points from the single game. So um, big, uh, big, big winner today. I'm now on 68 points, but with what will presumably be three, therefore six for Pogba. In bonus points and another two for Rashford to come in. Um, I'm gonna end up on mid seventy, so that'll be a very good score in the end. Pretty happy with that. And even even with thirteen points on the bench, with Doherty and Jim and
0: Jimenez both scoring but not being in the team. Yeah, a really good week. And Pogba proving me wrong. Is that four goals now in two games and an and three assists? Three assists. Wow. And do you know what else? Which is a,
1: a very um, good sign from our new fans is um, people are saying, oh, well, you know, it's easy fixtures, easy fixtures. But we've just scored 12 goals in three games. And the last time we did that was 2011. So very well saying, well, it's easy to score lots of goals against bad teams, but it's taken us that long to score so many goals against bad teams. So it's a very, very encouraging sign.
0: Any problems in your team that you need to sort out? Or what What was your transfer? My transfer was Pogba in
1: Pusane which um, looks a lot better, even, <laughs> even now than it did then. Um, the, uh, the problems in my team, I think, I've, I'm getting worried about Richarlison. I don't think he... I think he's one of those players who has good... Like, last season, he was good in the first half of the season, then tailed off. I'm worried that's happening to him again this season. So I consider him to be a problem. I've still got who, um who is playing with an absolutely dreadful Arsenal back line. I, it's interesting, I, re- I saw a stat about him before the Liverpool game that he actually is the most creative player in Arsenal's team per 90 minutes. He, he creates the most chances. So as a defender that seems like a, even if he's conceding goals that might be worth having but obviously Arsenal need to score goals for so that'd be worth anything. Um, so I'm not sure about, about him or to a lesser extent Van Lian at the moment. We'll see how those two go. Um I was until this week considering Alonso to be a problem, but actually, I'm I'm looking at his up, upcoming fixtures and Hazard hitting form. Maybe we could be seeing Chelsea get better now. So I don't think he's my 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 biggest problem, but one I've got my eye
0: on at least. Fair enough. Um, next up is Ben. Ben, do you want to talk us through your game week? Uh,
2: yep. So I held a trans. Uh, I saved a transfer this week. Um, like I talked about last pod, expecting a red arrow because I don't have Salah. And that was just agony watching that Liverpool-Arsenal game without Salah because he could have had <laughs> so many more points. And Arsenal's back line was completely diabolical, all of them. I was, I was like... I felt like an Arsenal fan because I was just like shouting at my TV about how bad Arsenal's defense was. Um, but it seems like I've got away with it. I think I'll... I'll end up on um probably just over 60 points after the bonus which I think is enough for green arrow this week. Um so I I also had Pogba uh two goals assist. he he almost got a hat trick um but Begovic saved his third shot onto the post. Um I captain Kane which was kind of lucky actually. He only had one shot on goal and it went in and it was a really good goal. Um had Jimenez um, I kept Sterling for one more week, and he he's going to get an assist and I think one bonus as well. So, yeah, pretty happy actually for a week where I saved a transfer. Um, the only bad things were Camarasa on my bench with ten points, but was never was never really going to play him. So yeah, overall pretty happy, and I've I've really made my transfers, but I can
0: talk about them later. Do you feel with your defense because you've got Alonso, Digne, Robertson, Darty and one Basaka, do you feel like you have a bit of a headache each week picking which one of the three five to play?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think my formation is basically, I'm basically playing 4-4-2 now. Um, so at least that, I, I, I think I've really planned to play Dean Deen and Doherty every week. It's my plan. Unless they have a really, really tough fixture like Man City away or something like that. But yeah, it's a little bit of a headache. Um, but I think it's a good thing especially with like rotation um, potentially over this month
0: and Doherty and Wamba bissaka are so cheap I guess it doesn't really make much difference yeah nice one good game week I um, am in with I think 58 points which will be my final score with bonus I took a hit Um not really sure why I did I didn't have much time to do much research this week and I think I was just kind of maybe a bit too casual about it. I got rid of Sterling I brought in Anderson and Martial for Sterling and Camarasa and it's probably just a bad week to do that. Camarasa ends up scoring a worldie and um, Sterling gets an assist. Martial got an assist and Anderson got nothing so it was a bad week I think to spend four points I th- I think I should have done what Ben did and just hold out and see what Sterling could get and have the two transfers next uh, next week. I got Salah as captain, which is good. Kane and Rashford um, chipping in with goals and Doherty getting an assist. It's another kind of standard game week that like I've been having recently, just trying to get to between 50 and 60 points and kind of solid and staying in there. But it does feel at the moment that I'm losing quite a lot of ground to, to people in our mini league and just generally bouncing around the to top 10 K. I think I was up to 4,000 or something. And then I was out of the top 10 K and I'm back to 8,000. So it feels like I'm not really pushing on and maybe not getting on players early enough. Um, so yeah, not as positive about it as as I was last week, but not a bad game week all in all, to be honest. Um, right, should we have a look at the fixtures for game week 21? It's it's again coming up really soon. It's coming up on Tuesday. Um, and we haven't had a huge amount of time to prep these ones. But Andy, you're top of the pile. So what do you reckon to Everton Leicester? Well, this is...
1: Everton are so hard to predict at the moment, aren't they? I mean, Gary mentioned last week how fun it was that they were losing 6-2 and then winning 5-1 and now they've uh, they've inexplicably lost to Burnley 2-0. Oh, no. Um, Brighton. Brighton not, sorry, Brighton 2. So in, inexplicably lost to Brighton, beg your pardon. Um, so, in which Everton's going to show up? I will... I, I'm seriously considering transferring out Richarlison now because I think he's looking a bit ring-weary to me. Um, But Sigurdsson, I'm going to hang on to because I think that when Everton do do well, he's generally central to it. And uh, I think he's sort of... They don't have anybody else who can play in the position he does, which is crucial to their team. See, I... Really difficult one. I don't think you can really... I I don't have a lot of conviction about what I'm going to say here, but I'm going to go with an Everton win because they're at home. Um... I'm going to say probably high scoring. So if you've got attackers on either side, then play both of them, I'd say, because likely both teams are going to score. Which one's going to win? Not a clue.
0: It's such a tough one, isn't it? Leicester are in a similar boat to Everton. You know, they beat Man City, they beat Chelsea, and then they, they lose against Cardiff. So they're in a similar kind of team to Everton in that they... It's so hard to predict from one game to the next. I think it might be quite an even game um, based on that fact, really. I think you're right. I think goals. I'm not so sure about getting rid of Richarlison. I think his returns recently have been pretty steady. Um, I think, you know, he picked up an assist last week. Oh, sorry, picked up a goal last week, an assist before that, and then had. You know, two goals in the three games before that. So I think he's just generally ticking along. I'm quite happy with him at the price he's at and the fixtures he's got. I think I'm very keen to hold on to him, to be honest.
1: Well, here's my uh, my dilemma. is I've got two and a half million in the bank and I seem to always have money in the bank. As soon as I spend it, the player that I spend it on loses form. And so then I bring somebody in who's cheap. Pogba first, Sané, and saved a lot of money doing that. So now I'm I'm back to two and a half million in the bank. and I'm looking for where I can spend it. Um, So upgrading, I could get Ericsson in for Richarlison, for example, which would be a huge upgrade.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would. And you had him before and he's, he's done well since. So fair enough. Um, But yeah, I just, I'd urge caution. I know you've got two Everton midfielders, so it's a bit different for you, but I'm quite keen on Richarlison. And I don't know what you, what do you reckon, Ben?
2: Um, yeah, I think I think Andy's transfer makes sense because he has he's doubled up on Everton and maybe you don't want double coverage. Um, I think I'm also happy with Charleston. He he hit the post against Brighton. I think Everton struggled against Brighton because um, they rested Sigurdsson for that game and then brought him on later. So maybe I think they'll probably play their strongest team against Leicester. Sigurdsson will come back. Um, but yeah I think it'll be a tight game but I'm generally happy with Richarlison but but I wouldn't want to double up on Everton
0: Yeah I think that's definitely true I think, um, did you see much of is it, well Ricardo or Pereira uh, in this game for Leicester, I thought he looked really attacking again, he got a goal in the last game week and uh, although they lost the game I thought even from right back he he looked really attacking got quite a few efforts on goal still a good option at 5.2
2: Yep.
0: He, he could well be. Um, there
1: seems to be quite a lot of defenders coming into the fray right now. Jeremy Mina being one of them. Dean obviously has scored 17 points last week. Um, so quite a lot of options in there. It's, it's possibly a place that you can differentiate.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Maybe no need for the expensive defenders like Alonso. Um, ben, what do you reckon to Arsenal-Fulham?
2: Um, I think this will be a bounce-back game for Arsenal. I think they'll win this one, but maybe it won't be easy. Maybe like a 2-0, since uh, Ranieri and Fulham are trying to tighten up a little bit more at the back. But Arsenal at home, um, I think they just have too much attacking quality for Fulham. So if you still have Obama Yang, definitely um, would keep him. Maybe even a captain shout for this week. Um, I don't know if too many people have Lacazette left because of his rotation risk. Um, but yeah, I see Arsenal winning this and bouncing back after their completely shambolic performance against Liverpool. Completely terrible defending by all of them.
0: It was, it was pretty bad, wasn't it?
1: Um, I've got a question for you on that one, Ben. Imagine a world where uh, you haven't yet chosen your formation. And so somehow you have a choice between Mitrovic and Kolasinac. Which one are you playing?
2: Um, I think for for this fixture specifically, I would play Kolasinac, Um because they'll pro- Fulham will probably be defending, um, and Arsenal will be bombing forward. And Kalasenac, I think he's way better going forward than he is defending, as he
0: showed against Liverpool. <laughs> Were you saying that he was the Arsenal player who's created the most chances this season? Yeah, I, uh, I saw that stat on uh,
1: on Football Three Six Five. I was reading up before the, the Arsenal Liverpool game, um, and yeah, he's uh, he's Arsenal's most creative player, despite the fact that he hasn't sort of consistently been in the side. And I think it's because he, when they play three at the back, he does get forward a lot, and so he's yeah, he's got the most chances created per ninety minutes.
0: So yeah, definitely worth keeping for this fixture if people are wavering. Could be. And apart- I know
2: he. I know he definitely can't defend. After watching everyone gets level four,
1: but he might still be
0: Arsenal's best available defender. Yeah, it's concerning. <laughs> so, there's another issue him, if we're backing our Arsenal assets. Callum Chambers, who's been played in the midfield as a defensive midfielder um, alongside Seri, obviously is on loan from Arsenal, so won't be playing in this game. And I think he's had quite a good season, despite the fact that. Fulham haven't looked that great. I think he's he's looked all right, what I've seen of him. So he's not going to be there. Also, Alfie Mawson has a bit of a knock. He's at um, 75%. He only played 45 minutes um, of this game week. So he's a, a big big loss for them if he's not playing. Um, and you've got to expect goals if, if he doesn't come back, if the injury news isn't good. And it's such a quick turnaround between games. Um, yeah, it's one to keep an eye on um next up is one for me it's Cardiff Spurs um I've I think I've got to got to expect Spurs to bounce back pretty quickly um from the, the thrashing by Wolves um Wolves just kind of suckered them in and then got them on the counter-attack a couple of times um and I don't think Cardiff have that kind of nous I think it's a lot more simple with Cardiff um and I think Spurs are just at a very different level in terms of quality. Barring another Camarasa world worldie from the edge of the box, um, which I think is once in a blue moon, or at least I hope it is now I've got rid of him. I think this is one for your Spurs assets. I think Kane has been doing what everyone has predicted he would do over the Christmas period, which is kind of tick over. He hasn't gone mad with hat-tricks. He got a brace against Everton. And then he's pretty much scored most games. Um, so quite often you, you get six points from him. Um, but he looks like quite a big shout for captaincy this week with Liverpool playing City and um, kind of tough fixtures for some of the other teams. It's kind of between Kane and Aubameyang possibly. And I think looking at his form, and the team they're playing, I'd probably go with Kane at the moment. That's who my bus team captain is on. Um, yeah, I think Son, Ericsson, Uh, Kane, bring them in and get rid of your Cardiff assets. Um, I think that's a pretty simple one. What about the Wednesday first Wednesday fixture for us is Bournemouth-Watford, and that's for Andy. Yeah, these are
1: kind of, again, it's not a pretty evenly matched game, this one, I think. Um, If you look at uh, Bournemouth, they've come out of a pretty rough run of fixtures and are going into a not light run now. The next three are that are not red, at least they're grey fixtures. they got Watford, Everton and West Ham, um, of which two are at home. So it could be a bit of respite for your Bournemouth assets here. For those who still have either or both of, uh, of Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser, um, could be a chance to get them back into the side again after a while where they've, they've not really been had a chance to perform. Um, Watford are a funny side. Like I, uh, I don't really, they're obviously good, but I don't really understand how or why I think, um, Matt and I obviously disagree. <laughs> He's right. He seems to have been right so far this season. Um, so I guess De Grey, Pereira, players like that are, are performing really well for them. De La Fayou. So those are the players I think you want if, you, if you're if you going to select Watford assets. They're both pretty attacking sides. So, um, again, could be goals in this game. Um, on, the, on the Bournemouth side, I thought Brooks looked really good against Man U. He uh, obviously was on the losing side, but he got an assist. Um, he, he was taking corners and the corners looked really, really high quality. And there were a couple of times where he put in really, really devastating balls into the box. And um, Matic, between Matic and Ake, there was a lot of uh, like really good, like fun to watch attack versus defense heading of the ball there. Um, obviously, Ake did score on a, a second attempt, which Brooks got the assist on. So he could be one worth looking at because he's so cheap. Um yeah, but I think uh, attacking midfielders
0: are the way to go in this game because I think it's going to be uh, a, a game where both teams score. I definitely, I would definitely back Watford to get goals in this game. I think Bournemouth defence has not looked good over the last um, good few game weeks. And I think in the last two away games, Watford have got two goals in each of those games. So they're quite potent. I mean, they've got Delafea on the counter attack and. Yeah, like you're saying, lots of options to score. I'm not so sure about Bournemouth. I think their goose might be cooked this season, um, as a kind of a festive mention. Very good. I liked it. I enjoyed that. Thank you. But yeah, I just, I just think they've been worn out by playing all the big teams. They don't rotate a huge amount. Um, I think they look tired, and I think the confidence is kind of shot. And I think, I think the Watford team are pretty solid. They're pretty tough. Um, a lot of big lads and I think this could just be a bit of a bruising for Bournemouth to be honest
1: mm, Could be, I mean one one thing that backs up what you're saying is that at the end of the game against Man U they were playing with three centre-backs of which two were left-backs they're playing um, Charlie Daniels, Diego Rico and um, Ake Ake looked injured got sort of took a knock midway through the game and then Lewis Cook took a knock later on so um, sorry Steve Cook isn't the defender yeah Steve Cook took a knock later on um, I, uh, Yellow triangle But I think Cook didn't look fit either So they might They had to bring Mings on at the end Who uh, has a bit of a checkered history Playing for Bournemouth So um, it, it does look like They're going through a bit of The uh, the Arsenal style wars at the back Where they're just Desperately trying to patch together A defence when they don't Actually
0: have any defenders to play Yeah So you-, you
1: could be right that, that kind of backs what you're saying
0: I think, I think that's definitely true and I think it's a good spot because they were falling apart before they got these injuries. Now Simon Francis is out for the season with cruciate ligament. Like you say, Aki is out and Daniels has shocking. He has looked Kolasinac against Liverpool bad. Um, <laughs> in, there's been mistakes leading to golf. <laughs> of Him playing at centre-back is a really scary prospect. Um, so yeah, maybe this is the week for, for Watford. Um,
2: who's who's a better defender, Charlie Daniels or Lichsteiner?
0: Oh, Lichsteiner! Lich oh, definitely
2: Daniels. No one's as bad as Lichsteiner.
0: <laughs> I would say Lichsteiner because he gets away with so much. Um, because he's so so aggressive, <laughs> <laughs> he gets away with more than. I mean, he hasn't been sent off yet this season, has he? Um, which is fairly amazing. Um, I love his um
1: his, his look of <coughs> surprise as well. Whenever he get whenever the whistle goes against him, he has he's really perfected
0: that like wide eyed look of what
1: are you talking about, ref? I did nothing wrong
0: here. <laughs> yeah, and when he cleared the ball against uh, one of his fellow defenders and it led to the first goal for Liverpool, everyone was having a go at him and he was shouting back as if he had any kind of defence. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next up, we've got chelsea Bournemouth, and that's for Ben. Chelsea-Southampton. Chelsea-Southampton.
2: Yeah, I think this will be a comfortable home win for Chelsea because I don't think Southampton um, set up that defensively, and they seem to concede a lot of goals. So conceded three against City today. Um, I think the previous game conceded two against West Ham. So I think I think Chelsea will will be able to score quite easily against them. Um so I see this maybe being like a, a 3-1 to Chelsea. Um so I'm a hazard owner, so I'm I'm seriously considering captaining him for this game. Um and I think it's probably a good clean sheet shout too if you have Chelsea defenders. Um Alonzo, David Luiz got an assist today, so um anyone who has him should probably play him for this game as well. So yeah, I think Chelsea win. Um Giroux got injured today and probably be out for a while, but I don't think so they'll probably keep playing Hazard as a false nine is my guess.
0: Have you seen much of um much of Southampton since the new manager took over?
2: Um a little bit. I, I didn't see um the game today. Um but I was I was considering Nathan Redmond for a little bit because he's, I think he's quite cheap. He's like 5.2 um, and he seems like he's really attacking in this new system. Uh-huh. Um, I, I did, I do know that Danny Ings didn't play today. I assume he was just getting rested. Um, so my guess is Ings will come back for this one. Um, but yeah, I think there's slightly more attacking under uh, Hassan Hussle.
0: Yeah,
1: they um, uh,
2: actually, I watched the game today
1: and um... I thought that City were lucky to get away with only conceding one. Conversely, Southampton were were lucky to get away with only conceding three. I think their defense didn't look great, um, but there were a few times what we referred to a couple of weeks ago as the uh, the Hassan hoodle hustle caught um, caught City out. The goal that they scored was uh, was um uh, taking the ball off Sinchenko with his back to goal and just sort of striding in and lashing it past the goalkeeper. Um, there was a fantastic save that Edison made off a corner where Charlie Austin won the header at the near post. And it was one of those ones where it kind of arrows down towards like right next to the keeper's feet where it's difficult to save it. And he got down really quickly to sort of not only save it, but kind of get a wrist on it and power it sort of up and away from, and from goal as well. So yeah, I, I thought they looked good going forward, um, even without Danny Ings or, or Nathan Redman starting. Um, I uh, Charlie Austin looked pretty dire apart from that one moment, and I think having had Ings up front, possibly it could have been a bit more uh, a bit more embarrassing for City.
0: I'm just uh, I'm a bit concerned with Ings at the moment because of the hassan Hoodle hassle. That is changing <laughs> every time we say it. Um, his minutes, I think he he because Ings is so injury prone and he wants to keep that high press going. He gets about sixty five minutes the, the fixture since he's joined which means he's going to be fresh, but he's not on the pitch very much, which is a bit annoying. Although good that he got the rest against City and, and you can guarantee that he'll he'll play against Chelsea or you've got a good chance he will. Um, but yeah, just a bit worrying. Those minutes are something to keep an eye on, I think. Um, next up, Huddersfield-Burnley. Um, not one for the purists, I don't think. Um, Huddersfield have fallen off the wagon quite heavily I think. I think they they've now got their record number of defeats as a club in a row. Um so not looking good at all. Um Burnley I mean I've been backing Burnley to come back from the brink all season and being wrong about it. And it was nice to hear someone else on the pub last week and Gary saying that he thought Burnley might turn it around um this game week and they did. Um because Huddersfield just can't score goals i think I, I would back burnley in this fixture um because there aren't going to be a huge amount of goals i think clean sheets are not a bad shout so maybe it's not a bad time if you've got the money in in the bank to to think about a burnley defender or failing that if you've got a goalkeeping spot playing joe hart i know a lot of people well, a few people had him um earlier on in the season so this might be a good fixture for them um oh no
2: duncan um, no, I, I want to shout out Andy for saying t- uh, Joe Hart is his whipping boy because Tom Heaton is back he played today, he, he played, played yesterday yeah, Tom Heaton yeah. is back this, maybe is, this has been
1: my thing about Burnley all season is I thought that they, uh, they relied so heavily on goalkeeping in previous seasons and they wouldn't be able to do that this season but with, uh, with Tom Heaton back,
0: guess what they won a game <laughs> and they kept a clean sheet <laughs> right. so, yeah, maybe now is the time Um. Yeah, James Tarkovsky's 4.7, not bad, and a threat from corners. Um, Their fixtures are pretty good. So, yeah, maybe an option. Maybe if you're going to get on it, you want to get on it early because once they start racking up those double-digit holes, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I'll be back in Burnley for this one. I think Huddersfield are our goners, to be honest. So, yeah, apart from Phil Billing, there's no one of any worth, I don't think. Um. West Ham Brighton that's one for Andy I will I'm expecting a West Ham
1: win in this game um, West Ham are even though Brighton did well against Everton um I think that they are generally worse away than they are at home or at home than they are away their attacking side will want to um bounce back after a, a disappointing result this week so I think uh, it's one for Felipe Anderson one for Snodgrass. Arnautovic is now back well he didn't do much this week um, I think it's possibly on for him too um, interesting thing with West Ham is Andy Carroll played this week and after he came on West Ham looked a lot better than they did before he came on which is a surprising thing to say in a game against Burnley so I think he may start this, the next game which would be an interesting one um, as in who's going to lose out does that mean Arnautovic doesn't start up front um, for those who are looking out to see whether he'd want to transfer in at the moment, um, I think still it's the, uh, it's the it's the same same old story though. With uh, with West Ham is Felipe Anderson is your first choice at that, at that level. Looking for a cheap one, Snoggrass is a pretty good option. Um, and on the Brighton side, there isn't really anybody who's jumping out at me that I'd want to play them anyway. So definitely not for this game.
0: Even after their surprise win against Everton.
1: Even after they're surprised, I think that's more about Everton's inconsistency than it. Because Brighton are this really metronomic side that plays all right every week. And if they play against a team that that plays badly, they'll win. And that happens enough times for them to stay up. That's kind of how I read Brighton. So when they're playing against an out-of-form team, you look out for them and say, OK, well, maybe they're going to do something here. Um, but West Ham aren't out of form. They just had a bad result. I think at home, they're they're, going to do well here against Brighton.
0: Yeah. One player that interests me for Brighton is LaCardia. He's got two goals in his last two games and picked up three bonus in each of those games. And it's not one for now, I don't think, but as a forward, he's 5.3, so he's kind of competing with Danny Ings at that kind of price. And I think the fixtures, the next three are pretty tough. But after that, it's kind of a sea of green. Um, and he's been getting the starts. He's been getting the minutes recently. And it's just one to keep an eye of over the next three fixtures. Sometimes when Murray plays, he plays in the advanced midfield roles. So he doesn't have to have a starting place up front. I just think, yeah, just one to keep an eye on. Not one for the moment, I don't think, but an interesting one, maybe for now or for next season. Um yeah, I agree. I think West Ham, Felipe Anderson, keep an eye on Arnautovic. Um, good shout. And definitely with um, with Rashford coming off slightly early um, in the Man U game, not getting a huge, huge amount of minutes, Arnautovic is someone to think about at that same price point. So, yeah, watch a watch. Actually, I,
1: I have the opposite reading of the Rashford situation is that he came off to make sure that he was fresh for the next game. Uh, real form at the moment. He... Uh... Even though he didn't get points last week, there was that moment where he really embarrassed Jorgensen at left back and then Dallos should have scored but sort of sliced it wide. Um and this week he just looked on fire. The number of times he embarrassed the defenders, the the, 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 the he went past two, um and then slid like slid it across for, for Pogba for his first goal. And uh, honestly those if I those defenders that would just be like head in hand, like how on earth do you defend against this guy? So um, I think Rashford has uh, has won that first choice striker berth for now, and um, as long as he keeps playing like this, will stay there.
0: It's just the uh, there's a bit of a, a a yellow flag on him at the moment on the site where they're saying it's a groin strain, and with Lukaku playing twenty minutes, I I kind of thought maybe maybe it's the next fixture's coming a bit soon if he's got a bit of a niggle, and Lukaku doesn't have the minutes, that might be a bit of a, a risk for rotation. Um, yeah, it could
1: be. Um, depends on whether there really is... I mean, it, the, the match is just finished, right? So it depends on whether there really is a groin strain. Um, but yeah. Lukaku, although he scored, um, he was offside for his goal. It shouldn't have counted. And we were noticeably worse after he came on than, than before. So,
0: Yeah, keep an eye on it. Um, ben, what do you reckon to Wolves Palace?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> this one's, a, I think, a tough one. Um, I think it'll be quite close and tight. Um, So I'll be playing my Wolves defenders for this game. I think maybe Wolves will edge it, but I think it'll be low scoring um, because Palace have also been defensively a lot better recently. Um, So yeah, maybe like a 1-0 or a 2-1, something like that is probably my
0: prediction. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Do you... Are you got any interest in... Gibbs White for Wolves. I'm just think, I just thought about him for his price. I think he's quite a good price. And he plays in quite an advanced position. He's only 4.3 at the moment. Um, and he's had minutes recently. I know he didn't get a lot of minutes against Tottenham. But recently he's had quite a few. Maybe an interesting enabler?
2: Maybe. But probably he doesn't, he doesn't play um, normally like the full games. Um, but, yeah, I think he's more attacking than some of the other enablers like uh, Phil Bills. But I would I prefer Phil Billing. Well, of course. Just for, <laughs> just for the uh, potential worldies Phil Bills can produce.
0: Well, they've both got great
2: records.
0: <laughs> I don't know, like, now is the time Now is se- the time of the year where you look at players and start thinking about next season slightly. You, you're thinking about players who might come in at a nice price, um, I mentioned LaCardia at Brighton, who might go under the radar slightly, but maybe pick up some form towards the end of the season and sometimes take that form into the next season. Maybe Gibbs-White is just a cheap option that might be available next season. Um, yeah, just think, something that's quite nice to do without any pressure. But I agree with your prediction. I think, yeah, it's going to be a, a tight game, whatever happens, and play your Wolves defender. Would you play wambasaka bissaka Ben?
2: Um I thought about it. Um if if I didn't have such good defensive options, I think he's 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 first on my bench right now. I think Palace have a clean sheet shout here as well. Um so yeah, I don't think it's a, a, the the worst option depending on your team. Um but I would probably back a Wolves clean sheet over a Palace clean sheet.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And it's a it's a game week where a lot of defenders have good fixtures. A lot of the defenders that are in FBL teams. Um, so probably not necessary. Um, Newcastle, Man United, I don't know how, but I've got this, this one to preview. So I'm going to ask for a lot of help from you guys because I didn't actually watch the Man United game. Um, and I saw, saw the highlights of the New, Newcastle uh, Watford game. I thought, yeah, I thought Rondon looked good again, but I is he going to trouble Man United? Maybe for the one goal. I I think I mentioned it. Gary was talking about Phil Jones and was saying he was going to bring him in, and he actually followed through on that and did bring in Phil Jones. Um, and it may, may still come good for him, and the fixtures are great. But again, Man You conceded that one goal, slightly like Man City had been doing. Um, so I don't know if they are going to be that resolute at the back. But if they are, Newcastle and Huddersfield are the teams to prove it against, because they're they're quite goal shy, um, yeah. I think Pogba is obviously on absolute fire. An unbelievable amount of returns over the last three games, double digit hauls in all of them, proving me wrong completely. Uh, whatever he does from now on, um, so I'm absolutely gutted. I went for Martial. I should have, should have just. Um, Gone with what everyone else is going for sometimes it's so easy to ignore those players i think i did it with ramsey a few seasons ago when he went on his scoring run um, and sometimes even you don't think they're going to do it you just have to go with it because
2: yeah you should have listened to us Duncan. we were trying to help you
0: You were <laughs> um so yeah i think manu assets we're, we've talked about them play them um Guys, you watched the game. What do you think? Did you see any more kind of details in who might play or who might be worth backing?
1: Um, well, Juan Mata missed the game. Um, so depending on whether Solskjaer is is rotating to that extent or not, you might expect to see him come back in for the next game. Um, probably at the expense of Lingard, who's a lot of minutes. So that's if anyone's thinking of transferring in Lingard, I'd leave it a week. Um he, I, they, he's he got a, a habit, Solshar, of bringing on um, youth players at the end of games, which obviously, you know, it's obvious why he's doing that. Andreas Pereira came on at the end and looked good, but I don't necessarily think he's a fantasy asset. Um, but, you know, he's very, very cheap. And if he, you know, knocks a couple of goals in, then he might see him appear a bit more. So one to watch out for, I think, as an enabler. But beyond that, not really. I think we've already spoken about the, the Rashford-Lukaku dichotomy We'll see what happens there. Anything to happen? Yeah,
2: um, Phil Jones is nailed now because Bi is going to be suspended for three games. Um, so, um, if you think Man U are going to keep clean sheets, then um, I think that the, the centre back pairing is going to be Lindelof, Phil Jones. The only thing I, I see with this game is I think this will be Man U's toughest game yet because Benitez will bring his like double decker bus. So I think this one will be lower scoring than some of the previous Man U games, if I had to guess. um yeah, maybe like a 2 0 or something like that. Um, I think if Rashford definitely has a niggle if he if that is if we see that in the like press conferences. Then I think Lukaku will definitely start. Um, just because they won't they won't want to take the risk with Rashford because the game is only like two or three days away.
0: And also, maybe it's a good fixture for him if it's a deep lying defence. He might want a, a large target man in the box um, to go up against those centre-backs. Benitez might even play a back three like, a, like he has a couple of times. Yeah. So Thank it might you. be a bad game.
1: Um, and another one, actually, that I, I saw was uh, Ashley Young picked up his sixth yellow card of the season. So he's uh, not far away from a suspension, which could lead to Dallow replacing him.
0: Hasn't the suspension... the? F- the five-card suspension thing passed now? Or
1: has it? In that case, think, you know me.
0: I think it might have. I mean, maybe if you have Young in your team, maybe check that out. Because um, I'm not completely sure, and you're not completely sure, but yeah. One to to watch out for, if you're mad enough to have Ashley Young in your team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if well,
2: if it's you have Young
0: in your team, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, cheap backup. Is that Dallow? Uh, it'd be Dallow. Or... Cause
1: it's quite difficult to, to tell because Young can play at left-back too. But if Young isn't going to play, then Shaw is nailed on and he's 4.9. So that could be a good cheap defender if you believe you are going to keep clean
0: sheets. Yeah. Um, next up, it's the, the big game of the weekend and it's one for you, Andy. It's Man City-Liverpool.
1: Yeah, it's painful for me to say this, but I, I, really, I only see a... I don't see Man City winning this game. Um, I said last week that I thought that Fernandinho coming back into the side would see the old Man City come back, and they did win this week. But they played a very strange back line with uh, Zinchenko, Laporte, who normally plays, um, company, and Danilo as their back four, which um, did not look very comfortable. I'm not sure Um, they they really have their back line sorted out at the moment, and uh, I think Pep's quite worried about it. With Liverpool visiting, there is no worse team to be playing against right now than Liverpool, or or generally this Liverpool team. Forget what form they're currently on. Um, Sal is on great form, and I think he's going to score in this game, um, especially if Simeoneko plays because he looked awful. Um, I think that uh, Firmino scoring a, a hat trick couldn't have come at a worse time for for City because that sort of signals a return to form for him, where he hasn't been that good this season. Up until this point, at least, um, Manet scored as well. Like I'd, I'd, I'd be worried about City's defense if I if I were Pep Guardiola right now. Conversely, I think that City had enough to score against Liverpool. Um, so with Aguero returning to the team and, and scoring this week, um, possibly he's a, a viable option if you're looking to bring somebody in at, at that price point up front because um, he's obviously a very reliable scorer regardless of the form his team's in. So um, I don't think this is a complete bust for City assets, but I would expect Liverpool assets to be better in this game than City ones.
0: I think that's fair. Ben, what do you reckon to this fixture?
2: Yeah, I I, I completely agree. So um, I I was debating holding Sterling for this fixture, but having seen some of the highlights where Southampton were pressing City and winning the ball off them, Liverpool are like the best team in the league at doing that. And if you have like Salah and Mane up against like Zichenko and Danilo, um, I would definitely back Liverpool to score. So I, I think actually Salah is a better, it's still a, a pretty good option in this game, especially if they do play Zichenko. Um, so yeah, I see it either. The best case, I think, for City is a draw. Um, a worst case, Liverpool winning. I, don't, I can't see City winning, winning this game, given current form. Um, the only thing is like, this is they know this is a big game and it's at home maybe they they lift um their performance but um yeah given what, what i've seen so far i think um i would i'd would be favouring liverpool more as well
1: Yeah, i would mean, I'd, I'd expect their um their first team defence to return maybe um especially after a dreadful performance like the one they put in this week with the with the reserves Defense, but even so, I, I don't feel like Pep's comfortable with his defense at the moment, especially after his comments last week about changing the dynamic yeah. of the defense. Um, and,
2: and there is no first team left back, right? Where's well, it's Delph, Delph is, at the moment, isn't it? Delph is suspended for like oh, three games. Yeah, because he got a red card last game. Remember?
1: Of course, he did. Yeah.
2: Um, Mendy is out, so there there isn't a first choice left back, and you're going against Salah, Mane, and Shaqiri. Yeah, you yeah. See...
0: Salah's side, isn't it? His kind of preferred side to attack from
1: Danilo. Then, uh, show up at left back, perhaps because he can play both sides. Like I, I definitely would be uh, avoiding Zinchenko or Karsafel's Pep right now. So you might see Danilo show up there as a right-footed left back to to counteract the left-footed right wing threat of Salah. Um, but that would be also a position he's never played for Man City before. And so more discomfort there. Um or maybe Laporte left back, but then again, like really limits the the attacking side of uh, their shape. So it doesn't look great for them, does it?
0: I think Laporte left back left back's not a bad shout in this big game. I know I think Pep has in the games against the big teams this season has tried to keep things fairly tight and not go too gone ho. He did that against Spurs, um he did that against Chelsea, um And I can see him trying to to kind of contain Liverpool slightly. So playing Laporte left-back would fit in with that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't see... I mean, if he does go for that and he plays slightly more conservatively, you might not see many goals in this fixture, I don't think. Because Liverpool have a good back back line and if City are focused on that, um, it could be less goals. Um, Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be captaining anyone in this game in terms of fancy assets um, but I think Salah's fine to hold and play um, it's going to be a good game whatever happens definitely the one to watch this week um, what about whipping boys um, Andy I'm going to come to you first for your whipping boys for this week I'm going to go Fulham against Arsenal yeah Fulham we've kind of discussed how Mawson's out and Chambers is not eligible to play. So I think that's a pretty good shout. Ben, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'll
2: I'll go Fulham too.
0: Okay. I I have a slight inkling about Bournemouth against Watford, but I think, yeah, Arsenal at home trying to bounce back. Uh, I agree with you guys. Fulham are going to be our whipping boys. What about gut punts? Andy, who's your gut punt for this week? Uh,
1: I don't. My gut puns have been pretty rubbish recently. I kind of wish I'd said uh, Joe Hart to be awful last week because that was that was my big prediction that I <laughs> should have hung my hat on. Um, I can you come back to me?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll go in first then. Um, my gut pun this week, as they're not our whipping boys, I'd quite like to to pick Bournemouth up again as as a team. I'd like to target for gut puns. We've said, you know. They've been defending really badly. They've got problems. Um, France is out injured. Aki picked up a knock. Um, Daniels was playing centre-back. Um, so the one that I'd be looking for is a Watford attacker. And I think De scored in the last game. Um, Bournemouth at home are likely to try to push for a win, push high up the pitch and try and attack and get goals. That's the way they play. And I think they're going to leave spaces at the back and the pace of De Feu might... Um, might be quite telling, so he is my gut punt for this week, the, the flake that is Gerard De La Feu. What about you, Ben? Uh,
2: my gut punt is going to be Lukaku because I think, I think Rashford will not, they won't risk Rashford for this game and I think Lukaku, you're going to see like a mini resurgence under the new manager and he scored today, um, so I think he'll score against Newcastle.
0: I think that's a great shout. And he he will surely be coming in trying to prove a point as well and trying to get into the good books of Solskjaer. So I think that's a really good shout. Andy, have you had enough
1: time? Yeah, I've kind of got two that I'm trying to choose between. Maybe you guys can help me choose. Um, Option A is um, I thought that Maitland-Niles looked really good in defeat for Arsenal. So I'd expect him to retain his place against Fulham um, with a a makeshift defence. So maybe... Expect, and of course, he scored the goal as well, so um, maybe look out for him. The other one I'm trying, I'm looking at is Andy Carroll, who, um, based on the uh, the minute by minute that I was reading of the of the West Ham game, um, West Ham did nothing, and then Andy Carroll came on, and there was Andy Carroll, Andy Carroll, Andy Carroll. So I'd expect him to either from the bench or um, if he starts, then from the start, cause problems for Brighton. So, what do you guys think out of those two?
0: I think Maitland-Niles, I mean, we've discussed how bad Arsenal are at the back. Um, and I think bringing in an Arsenal defender as your gut punt is is pretty punty. I also think his end product is terrible. And a <laughs> crossing crossing is shocking. Um, and just generally in the final third, he loses his head. I think that goal is very rare and I don't think you're likely to see attacking returns from him. So I'd only back him if you see an Arsenal clean sheet and at the moment I don't see a lot of Arsenal clean sheets. So my preference would be on Andy Carroll, which is very punty. Um but yeah I'd that would be my preference out of the team. Well that is the name of the
1: game Punty. They're both pretty punty. Um then what do you think?
2: Yeah they're both super punty <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, probably Andy Carroll. Um I don't know, will Maitland-Niles
0: even start? Koncon against Fulham? I think he probably will.
2: Yeah. Um I mean, he did look okay against Liverpool. And I didn't watch the West Ham game, so yeah. I'll I'll go Andy Carroll because it seems less insane than Maitland-Niles. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm very disappointed with Lukaku as your punt, Ben. That's like the least punty punt ever. Like center <laughs> t- t- forward for a team that is probably going to play. A team that just scored 12 <laughs> goals in three games. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to make up for your lack of puntiness and be extremely punty this week. Andy Carroll is the, is the choice.
0: Fair enough. I do think there is a bit of puntiness about Lukaku, but I yeah, accept.
2: He, accept he only has 4% ownership. There you go. Very punty.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> what is uh what's Andy Carroll's ownership? <laughs> <laughs> minus. I
2: think it's in the minus. Um, Let me let's see. Uh
0: 0.1%. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um what about clean sheets? Can you see many clean sheets? Andy, I'm going to come to you first.
1: Um clean sheets. I I'm gonna say Chelsea against Southampton.
0: Okay, Ben.
2: I'm gonna go Man U against Newcastle.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go Burnley against Huddersfield. We've picked them up, and big Tom Heaton is back, back between the sticks. I love Tom Heaton, so Burnley. Andy, Spurs against Cardiff. Yeah, another great shout. Okay, Ben.
2: I'll go West Ham against Brighton
0: yeah Brighton away from home makes sense I'm going to go Wolves against Palace so back to you Andy I think we're done (laughs) you've called an (laughs) (laughs) end can't see anything else in there (laughs) we've got Fulham as our whipping boys you're considering Maitland-Niles as one of your gut punts and you haven't gone for Arsenal have you seen their defence (laughs) <laughs> I don't think
1: Maitland-Nars is going to play in defence because like, he, he played right wing this week that's what I'm thinking of is Maitland-Nars playing right wing and, and doing well going forward definitely not as a defender
0: Okay, Ben can you see any more?
2: Mm, no I think any anything else might be a risk
0: yeah I think that's fair enough okay we'll call it there um, what about captains and transfers Andy should we have a look at you your team yeah, I'm I'm really not sure what to do this week,
1: which might lead to me, um this week. I've uh, you may have talked me out here of of losing Richarlison. If I do make a transfer, it's likely to be Richarlison for one of um for for someone who's around the nine million mark. So um I think I've missed the boat on Hung Min Son now because he's only got one more game before and then goes to the Asia games. So it won't be him. Um maybe Ali or Ericsson. Um I'm not sure Sané is going to start, so not him. So that's kind of where we're at, where I'm at with the Richarlison transfer, is that I, I might not do that because there isn't like a, a player that's nailed on for that for that spot. And um, you've kind of talked me out of it. But um, I've got Alonso, who I may use transfer for, or Kalazin, actually, I may use to transfer for. But I, again, for either of those, playing at Southampton and Fulham this week, it seems like an, at, both at home, it's kind of a strange week to transfer either of those two out. So... I think I might save one. Um, My captain this
0: week. Yeah, I think it looks like a good week for you to save. You've got two Everton midfielders with a good fixture. Um, You've got Snodgrass, the good fixture, Pogba, um, Rashford. Yeah, I know. I mean, the Rashford thing is one to maybe keep an eye on. But you've got a great squad. You've got two Wolves players with a good fixture. Yeah, I think maybe a week to hold.
1: Um, I've also... uh... I've got Patricio in goal as well. So lots of Wolves players. So there' lot that'll be in this week. Yeah, I think I, I might hold on to it. the one question I have is uh, at the back. Do I play Alexander arnold or Kalasenac? Kalasenac.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Ben, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I think uh, at least you have upside for attacking returns with Kalasenac too. Yeah. I
1: think you do for Alexander-Arnold as well, though. Anyway, I've got a decision to make there. Um, I think you're probably right that Kolasinac might just wallop on him from Grange or something. So it's probably the right decision. Um, yeah, and then captain is going to be Aubameyang against Fulham, I think.
0: Yeah, good shout. Yeah, it looks like a
2: good week for you. Yeah, that's a great captain for this week. <laughs> ben, what It means it's not
1: Pogba, though. It means I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm... Stripping Pogba of a captaincy, which has uh, <laughs> a, a very, uh, a very poor history. in it. <laughs> ben, what about
0: you for this week? Captains.
2: Uh, so I've made my two transfers. I got rid of Callum Wilson for.
0: Hey.
2: <laughs> wait, wait <laughs> for it for Kamara, who, what? who I think um, I did it to en- to enable my other transfer. I'm a little bit worried because. I, I'm I'm guessing Ranieri is going to drop Kamara after his antics. Um, but he's basically going to be third on my bench. And I looked at that price range um, and no one else on that price range really plays. Like Colin Quay i barely play. So he's still probably the best shout for playing at that price point. And then um, I went Sterling to Salah. Um, just because I think I was going to make this transfer maybe one week later after the City game, but after seeing City kind of give up a lot of chances against uh, Southampton and Salah being um, really good against Arsenal and on penalties, I think I just decided to make the transfer one week earlier. Um, so yeah, that's those are my two transfers. Longer term, I'm I'm really interested in doubling up on Liverpool's defense. So i might longer term, I'm looking to maybe downgrade Alonso to. Alexander Arnold and then upgrading Kamarasa to like a 5.5 type midfielder. I think actually I could even afford like Pereira from Watford, but um, that's probably um, later down the line. But those are the two transfers I've made. And my captaincy right now is on Hazard against Southampton.
0: Wow. So you're, you're fully back in the 4 4 2 formation. Not- yep,
2: I'm going fully 4 4 2.
0: Okay. Classic
2: formation. It's very unclassic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Everyone's uh, going three-five-two at the moment.
2: Yeah, um, I. That's that's why I, I want to upgrade camera as so a longer term, so I can play three-five-two. Um, but I think for the interim, playing Dean, Dean Young, and Doherty every week is probably not a bad thing.
0: So, yeah, and to be honest, while you're waiting for that for those transfers to come through, you've got Kamarasa, who's on great form, to be honest, as a fifth midfielder, you know, an assist, a goal, two goals in the last four. Um, It's pretty good for a 4.6. So, yeah, I think you just got to be brave and playing when you have to. Unlike me, when I had the chance, I spent four points. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, brave moves, Ben, but, uh, I fully back it, maybe having Gary on the pod last week has made you go a bit more maverick
2: yep, shout out to Gary. Well, I think for me, it's just like i I couldn't live without Sarah for much longer. I'm surprised my rank is not completely tanked, not having him these past five weeks um sh- so it feel it feels good to have him back in the side.
0: It's a strange week to do it with uh, one of the hardest fixtures of the season.
2: yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: We'll see how it goes here. But but
1: it's not one of the hardest fixtures of the season to score in. I think that's the key with Salah, isn't it? Because you're not, you're not picking him for clean sheets. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, my captains and transfers. My defence is great this game week. Got Doherty, Dina and Klasnach with nice plum home fixtures. Good chance of attacking returns. And Bennett and wan on my bench, uh, ready to come in if Rashford doesn't play or if anyone else is dropped. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, I kind of madly spent my points last week, so I I think it's best for me now just to hold a transfer. Hope that Martial comes in with another run of form like he had slightly earlier in the season. Kane has the captaincy at the moment. Um, I think that's a, a decent shout. Um, I don't think I'd put it on a player like Felipe Anderson because I just don't think he's consistent enough with the drip feed of points. He gets big hauls, but they're every three games or so, whereas Kane quite often is getting a goal at the moment. So Kane's my captain. Felipe Anderson is my vice. And yeah, looking pretty good, I think. Um, Ings is at the bottom of my bench, um, which is a little bit strange. It feels a bit weird playing your. Third striker is not as your first sub, but um, yeah, I just think I've got good good defensive fixtures, so that's the way it is at the moment.
2: Are you um, happy with Sane long term?
0: Um, I've I've coveted Sane for so long. I haven't had him in my team for very long recently, so I I feel a bit sad he's been dropped recently and slightly lost his form. Um, I might want to hold on to him a bit longer. Um, but if Pogba keeps scoring the way he is, then he's my Pogba fund. So, um, yeah, I'm going to hold, hold for the moment and, and see how it goes because I really like Sane. And if City turn it round and come back into form, I think he will probably be a big part of that. Um, yeah, so I th- not for the moment. I think I'm going to hold for the moment. All right. Yeah, I like him.
1: That's a big shout. Uh, quite the volt fast
0: on Pogba. Volt fast? Well, I mean, I did say that I just didn't understand why <laughs> it's an effective FPL option. I know he's on penalties, but I just, I still haven't seen the highlights of the Bournemouth game. I just don't understand why he's getting these goals. Um, maybe it is that he just wants to prove that he is the big man about town now Mourinho's gone. Um, maybe he can just turn it on like that. Um Yeah. Uh, I just don't want to leave him all season if he keeps on this kind of form. Um, I think sometimes you just have to not swallow your pride, but go against your gut slightly with players, especially if they're going to become really highly owned. Um, any more for any more? or Shall we sign off?
2: I've got nothing more. <laughs> You've got nothing left. <laughs> I've got uh, nothing you... left
0: left everything out in the space that's exactly pretty good okay well if you don't follow us already on on twitter give us a follow at fpl FF fanatics um, it'd be great to hear from you get in touch with us on there let us know what you think about the show and um, anything you want us to include um, apart from that it's a good night from me um, say goodbye Andy
1: um Goodbye everybody and uh bring on Tom Heaton. What a
0: goalkeeper. Yeah. Say goodbye, Ben.
2: Goodbye, and I hope Pogba keeps proving Duncan horribly wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh come on, Phil Bills. More thirty five yard screamers. Um I wanna see one of them go in this season.